Welcome to episode eight of the Fizbo Smarts podcast. Let's go. Hello, this is Steve Klein with the Fizbo Smarts podcast, bringing you the best tips, tools, and techniques for selling your home digitally and online, and helping you save thousands of dollars in the process on your next home sale and helping you become Fizbo Smart. And in this episode, we are continuing our journey for sharing our personal FISBO journey with you and the process of selling my home, the home that my mom actually owned, my childhood home. And along those lines, we are sharing our big wins and our lessons learned because there's really not any failure, really. It's just lessons learned. And anything that we are learning, we're sharing and passing it along to you. So in this episode, we're going to talk about real estate agents. Now, Some of them have left me some voicemails, and I'll get into that in a second. Uh, But first, I wanted to say what's coming up. Uh, We did a few things this uh, this round. We met with our escrow officer, at least I did. She's a very nice lady, and I think she's going to be the one taking care of our escrow needs when we get to the, the escrow process. And I asked the question of, has much changed since the last for sale by owner that we've done? The answer was really no. No. Not much change at all, and there might be some minor changes, but most of that's handled through the escrow process and in the closing documentation. Now, most of the escrow officers there are licensed state notaries, so I don't have to go to a bank to get anything notarized. It's all there. They just went over some things that I kind of forgot about, and it's just kind of nice to have a refresher. And of course, this was free service. There was no charge to me. I just uh, wanted to go in and see uh, see what they would do. And in fact, that they were really nice. They they walked me through things that I that I knew, but didn't necessarily think about all the time. And so, it was a good refresher. And so, I really recommend that if you are starting your your for sale by owner process uh, yourself, make sure you get an appointment with your local title insurance company and especially uh, the escrow officer there. Any of them will really do, but try and find one that you really gel with, someone that you really can identify with and or resonate with. Just fill in the blank of whatever that means to you. Uh, the second big item or takeaway from this this uh, time period, this last month, is that we received the contracts, uh, the sales agreement in the mail, and I was able to model those contracts from previous sales. So as I did was I took the sales from that previous, uh, or the example rather, from that previous sales agreement, and I just wrote down the things that I need to be aware of. Like, for example, let's just say the person's uh, name is Jane, or I don't even know what the name of the person is. I just put Jane Doe and John Doe on my form so that I know, okay, this is where the name goes. And same with the the property description, the legal description, because... I mean, let's face it, after all, we're only human, right? And so in the heat of the moment, you may forget where to put these things. And so it's just nice to have another previous contract or a previous agreement. And that's what I did on my very first one. I actually had I had one all filled out to a kind of a fake person that then I would I had our address on it, but I told the 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 new owner who actually ended up becoming the new owner. I said, "Hey, by the way, you know, since I do this for sale by owner, and I'm not a real estate agent. I, I do this as a way of reminding me where these things go on the contract. I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to use this as a template. 
nine times out of 10, they don't care. They just want to make sure that you're dotting the I's and crossing the T's as it, as it's sometimes called. So they're, they're probably more appreciated of that. So anyway, that's, that's another thing I did is I, I did, I did uh, get that form all filled out, including all of those forms for the lead-based paint disclosures for properties that are prior to 1978. Let me tell you, there's three pages. Now, on those particular ones, I didn't just mock those up. I really did those as if I was doing it on this property. So I went through each question that they asked, be it from like, do you have a well on your property? Do you have a sewer on your property? What kind of septic tank or cesspool do you have? And all these other different questions about, are you on a floodplain? All those, all those kind of questions. Do you have lead-based paint? Everything I wrote down and I marked either yes, no, or unknown, whatever it is that I knew about. And those are true to my property. So I, I just have those ready to go. If someone makes me an offer and I use those and that, that offer ends up not going through, I've also created a, a kind of a backup copy or a second copy. So even though those were true to my property, I'm still using that as a, uh, as a template because I, I like if I, if I use that and I send it in, I guess I could use the copies as the template for my next one if that deal goes through or fail, fails or falls through. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that, that was something that I completed. I think that was a big, a big win. So now it's just ready. Like if anyone, anyone gives me an offer, I won't be like, oh gosh, how do I fill this out? Or, you know, where the, where's the paperwork? It's all there and it's all ready to go. And the other thing was I found out some new thing. This was a new thing that the homes that you sell, at least in our state, require a smoke detector and a carbon monoxide detector in every room, in every bedroom especially. Now, this is mandatory when you're selling a home, especially if they're going to have a home inspector inspect the home. Now, this is really strange because now, you know, my wife and I, I think I mentioned before, or maybe I haven't, that we used to manage apartments. We used to manage apartments years ago, and and they would require those devices to be in every room. But we, when we sold our house before, we were never required to have a, a, like a smoke detector in the room. I mean, that's something that the, the homeowner is responsible for, right? And we're not a landlord. We're not like renting to these people. We're selling a house. But for some reason, they really required it. So when we go to have the inspection or go to sell the home, we're going to have to make sure we get smoke detectors in each room. Now, there's only been one in the hallway for all these years, even my years growing up. When they very first came out with smoke detectors, I don't know, years ago, my mom and dad had bought one. And so they put that in the hallway and that's just the main smoke detector. And I think when my mom upgraded to a a traditional alarm system, then she put one as part of that alarm system, which I know because it actually did go off when she accidentally put something on the oven. Part of the reason why I think it's good that she's in assisted living facility because they can actually uh, help her with the cooking and the meals and the preparation and things like that, where she wasn't getting that before. So anyway, that was a little bit of an eye opener. So now we'll fast forward to the real estate agents that have been calling us. I mentioned earlier in this in this podcast that I was going to mention the the real estate agents and and what kind of tactics they they're using today. And it's really strange because most of the comments that we have been getting, or most most of the calls anyway, are real estate agents that are saying this. They're they're saying, "Hey, I have a client that's really interested in your home, and I'd like to show it." As if you are a real estate agent. It's kind of silly because I'm like, 
uh, did you guys not read that I'm doing a for sale by owner? Did you not read that I said no agents, please? Well, what's happening is because these people are contacting them, they're also saying, well, hey, by the way, my client contacted me and they're just not really comfortable about not being represented by someone else other than myself or it's something similar to that. So I'm getting two different calls right now. One is I'm an agent and I have a client that I'm representing and they are wanting to look at your house. I want to drive them by as if this is just a standard practice. Now, a a few thoughts on this. One, it is standard practice if you're another real estate agent. Two, this is what I was talking about earlier with regards to Zillow, putting a contact your agent or contact an agent regarding this property. It's almost setting them up to think that they need to call a real estate agent to uh, make an offer on your property. So that's already a big red flag. Again, by the time I get this recording out or this podcast, hopefully they've updated it or they've changed it to to be a little bit better for the for sale by owner. But right now, Zillow does not cater to the for sale by owner. So you are going to have to deal with the real estate agents calling you uh, as if you are another realtor selling this home. And I think I've got an actual example here that I can let play for you. I'm going to I'm going to remove the name of the person and even the name of the real estate brokerage firm that they're with. Uh, but here's a good example. Here's an example of the tactic that I call the I have a client tactic. So here, 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 here we go. Here's a sound snippet. Hi there. My name is a real estate agent with, and I have clients. Um, your home on the new sounds pretty good for them. I would love to come by and take a preview look of it so I can, um, you know, recommend it to my clients who are looking in, and my phone number is. So that's uh, sort of an example. Well, that is an example of the, I have a client. And now notice how she kept saying that. Notice how it was, I have a client and my client. It was all the terms of myself, my client. She really wanted to drive home that this person, this buyer is interested in the property, but you have to go through her. And this is just something that you want to be aware of because it's something that you do not want to entertain at this juncture anyway, because you are still selling your home for sale by owner. And as tempting as that is to have someone that say, oh, I've got someone that wants to see your house, it's just, it, it leads to the fact that you would have to then either share half of the proceeds or sometimes all of the proceeds. So don't be fooled right away. And again, check with your local state for the correct laws and the jurisdictions in your state on what applies for having to pay a real estate agent commission for them showing your home. But I just, to be safe, I just always say, if you're going to sell it by yourself, you're going to sell for sale by owner, save all that thousands of dollars, then really do it. Go for it for yourself and by yourself. Okay, so here's the second one. And uh, let me pull that up. Hi, this is, I'm a licensed Oregon real estate broker. Uh, with. Um, I just wanted to reach out to you because I see your for sale by owner here on Zillow, and it was brought to my attention by a buyer of mine. Okay, so I'm just going to interject something right here. You notice how he said that it was brought up to his attention. The the ad on Zillow was because someone contacted him, again, probably from the contact an agent on this property, and that link that Zillow had, or and or he's really working with a buyer, that maybe a buyer's working through him to find houses that they're looking for in their price range, in their market, and they just happen to notice this. 
Either way, it wasn't the real estate agent that found this for those buyers. The buyers themselves found it. And this is key because this means that you're doing your job. You are actually getting to the market. You're getting to the marketplace in even a better way than the real estate agent is. So in this case, my ad is reaching people. And I'm really happy about that. So anyway, uh, I'll continue with this uh, voicemail. Um, I was just calling to see if maybe there was a time I could set up, hopefully in the next day or so, to bring a buyer by um, and tour your property. So uh, I'd love to hear back from you. Uh, you can reach me at um, hope to hear back very soon. We're going and looking at some other properties in the next couple of days. So uh, we'd love to take a look at yours while we're out and about. All right. You have a great night. Take care. Bye. So that was pretty much it. And, you know, the guy was really nice. Obviously, he left a really great voicemail. But I did end up con contacting this person back. I contacted the real estate agent and I said, uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm really happy about that you contacted us. Thank you for that. But right now we are doing a for sale by owner directly to us. So if you want your client to look at our house, it'll be have to be us to be the ones that sell it to them and show them and write up the contract. Now, you may get instances where we did. We got uh, someone that said, well, our buyer isn't comfortable with that. Now, that is sometimes true. And sometimes it's like a scare tactic that a realtor will use with you. And actually with them too. They, they'll say, oh, you don't want to go directly to a, a for sale by owner. In our experience, they just don't know what they're doing. So, and there is that out there. So just be aware of it. But what, at this point, you what you want to do is stand your ground and stand firm and say, you know what? At least this is how I would do it. And you'd say, well, you know what? It's true that you may get a lot of buyers sent your way, but right now we're, we're trying to sell this for sale by owner. And in the future, if we decide that we do want to go with a realtor because we run out of time or we just want a plan B, we got your name and number down just in case. But for now, we're doing this for sale by owner. Nine times out of 10, they're just going to leave you alone. In fact, they really should. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be harassing you anyway. But just know that that's what we said anyway in our, in our experience. And here's the thing with those, that first and the second person, uh, we did let them know that that would be something that we would want to show them directly and that we didn't hear back from them. But we did, interestingly enough, hear from a buyer. They didn't tell us that they were part of the same person that was working through an agent, but they just said that they, they saw our listing on Zillow. It was almost like that same evening or the next day. So we're thinking it might have been that, that couple. They didn't end up wanting the property anyway. So, so you, anyway, you'll get that. It's just a numbers game at this point. We're just going to have to keep showing the house and we know that we're going to, going to encounter those uh, real estate agents. But yeah, so that is the I have a client approach. And uh, if as things progress, I'll, I'll keep sharing little things with you uh, here and there as we were getting it. And it, I think it's really helpful for us to kind of think this through, but also for me to think through how I'm sharing it and relaying it. And that's that's the point of these whole recordings that I'm doing, right? Just to get it in my mind and also document it for prosperity's sake, I guess. The main thing is you don't want to engage a real estate agent, especially in a contract at this point. I've heard stories, even with this current economy, which is quite really good right now, at least at the time of this recording it is. And I've heard of people entering a contract with a real estate agent that might be, say, a little, let's say a little green, a little new to the, to the real estate agent world. 
And they have a hard time selling the house for the on behalf of their sellers to the point where they have the house still on the market some, I've heard as much as six or even seven months, sometimes even a year. But normally the contracts with a real estate agent to sell your home is roughly about six months, I believe, at a minimum. Obviously, each contract varies, but this is just what I know from personal experience and from experience of those I've heard around me. So yeah, that was our FISBO experience for this October 22nd, 2019. Hey, I want to thank you again for listening to this FISBO Smart Podcast. For some of the tools that we've talked about, including our Wise Cams or our, our uh, For Sale by Owner signs, you can see those and even the camera that we use for our video editing and, and our video drone footage. You can check those out at fizbosmarts.com forward slash toolkit. So until next time, this is Steve Klein saying, become Fizbo smart and save thousands on your next home sale. And we'll see you in the next episode.